Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hi, this is Brittany Ford and you are listening to the Successful Mentalist podcast. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Successful Mentalist podcast. We are joined by uh, none other than the fantastic Brittany Ford. Now, Brittany, we've been following your work for a little while in a non-creepy way because uh, long-term listeners of the show know that we operate under four key pillars business, mindset, performance, and health. And that's what we basically teach and train, and and that's what we do. And the biggest misconception that people have in the the entertainment industry is is on that health. And we thought, what better way to debunk this than to actually bring somebody whose work is health onto the show. So Brittany, welcome to the TSM podcast. It's so good to have you and have this conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I know we're going to jump into some awesome things, but yeah, like Aiden said, Oh, let's go for it. I'm really curious, and I know everyone who's going to be listening to this podcast right now on the podcast player on YouTube or even the lovely Sven listening live, would you be able to give like a 30-second summary of who you are, what you do, and what you specialize in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I am a nutritionist by trade, um, so I work with a lot of clients one-on-one, really assessing what they eat and their supplements and food in general. But I'm also a self-proclaimed biohacker. So I do a lot of holistic work. So we kind of look beyond just nutrition and we really look at sleep and environment and relationships and kind of everything that makes you you, because there's so much more to your health than just nutrition. So I kind of do both. And when I work with clients or even through like my own podcast and how I educate people, it's very holistic in manner so that we can kind of look at all these different aspects and really help people reach optimal health in a sustainable way. So important. It's so, it's so important to realize that there is just so many different dimensions. And and mm-hmm. like, I'm going to ask the big question right now. If people listening to this was were, were interested, they were hooked already, they just want to know straight away, where do I start with all of this? Because holistic health, there's a lot there. What's, <laughs> yeah. what's the most most important right now? Yeah, I get this question so often. Honestly, like, I wouldn't even say there's like one pillar or one quick fix or anything like that. Typically, if people want to start and they're very new to this, it's increasing self-awareness. Most people have no idea that they're overstressed, sleeping badly, have poor eating habits, have poor mental health, whatever it is, like most people actually don't know. Um, so it's taking a step back before we even bring in modalities to help you level up your health. We really need to like assess where you're at and increase your awareness. Like, and so kind of when you go down the rabbit hole of healing and and of health in general, you kind of start increasing the self-awareness and you kind of start looking at yourself and, and not necessarily like in a, like a critical way. It's more of where am I at right now? And how can I get better from this? 
Like, why am I eating? Why am I snacking? Why am I, you know, you put Netflix on and you eat a whole bag of chips and, and you kind of have to take a step back and say, like, what is this actually related to? Like, is it comfort for me? And then it's like, okay, why do I feel like I actually need this comfort in my life? Where am I stressed? What's actually going on? Right. So you kind of start to peel back the layers and that's when you can actually start healing and becoming healthier is like figuring that out. Um, so that's how I always start with, with people. That's the most important part. Oh, wow. This is, oh, I mean, I'm already learning a lot right now. This is ridiculous. Uh, Cause again, we, we talk about this a lot in terms of here's a health hack and, and here's a thing that we're doing. Like for anybody that's been to any of our live events in the, like the past year, will see us with these fancy looking glasses, like blue light blocking glasses to help us sleep and stuff. But mm-hmm. actually peeling mm-hmm. back all of that before we even get into that field, working mm-hmm. out where we are right now, self-awareness is so important. Now, is there a mm-hmm. specific sort of uh, question or approach that people should should go in terms of finding out how do we how do we become more self aware? Yeah, well, like perfect example for you guys getting blue light blocking glasses. Like, why did you do that? Like, what before you made the decision to purchase that? Like, what was your train of thought? And did you start becoming more self aware of your sleep? And then you're like, okay no, we need to get this as a solution for this problem. So at one point you became more self-aware of your sleep. Yeah, 100%. Right? I mean, I was doing <laughs> I was doing a lot of online shows, staring at like computers and screens like constantly throughout the day and up yeah. late at night. And like the, the whole entertainment industry shifted online. So it was a just mm-hmm. constant beams of, I mean, like now, now is a perfect example. Yeah. Um, and I really noticed that like the days after i would just feel so drained and so horrible and we looked yeah. into it i mean they had a lot of chats and we went what can we do and like the blue light blockers are only a small part of it and we started changing other things and being small selective over the gigs we start to do because like sleep's one of the most important things and because of that our shows got better and we felt better and we was able to work better and, and better together as well good yeah that's awesome i went through a similar thing like with sleep, I used to wake up so many times in the middle of the night and got to a point where I went through my own self-realization and and started saying like, why am I doing this? I don't think this is normal. I shouldn't like, yeah. Like, why is this even happening? And then started using blue light blocking glasses, started changing all of the lights in my home to be red so literally there's no blue light. Um, and if there is, I'm still wearing glasses and it's blocked. And then my sleep metrics that I track started getting better. So I like increased my deep sleep. I increased my REM sleep um, and was able to fix that. But it, it started again with the basic of like, why am I sleeping badly in the first place? Like, how can I fix this? Because this is making me unproductive and, and it's not working. You know, what I particularly find so fascinating about all of this, and, and we briefly touched on it a moment ago, but it is that self-awareness. Most people just tend to go through life and just accept their current position. Like we, we do a course, um, learn to thrive for entertainers. We, we teach them to get hustle free and thriving in their entertainment career. And a part of that, we, we help improve health because it's, I mean, it's one of our four pillars, what our company stands for. <laughs> so we have to touch <laughs> on it in there. And we have a survey at the beginning asking a few questions about how people mm-hmm. feel, what are their stress regimes and how they deal with it? What are their exercise routines? What are their diet like? And the funny thing is, no matter who they are or what they do, everyone just goes, yeah, no, it's it's perfect. It, it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm doing everything perfectly. But then when we get to chat to them, 
we realize there's so many problems like oh well yeah now you say i am fatigued yeah i do suffer from chronic pain and blah 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 the list goes on why do you think it is that people just kind of accept the situation like there's so many people Mm. listening to this podcast now we're thinking "I, i don't need this i'm healthy but in reality there's so many things that they could change so so why do you think we have that mentality yeah i mean it's a big question i think I think we get accustomed to the symptoms that we're dealing with and we kind of start having this narrative in our head of, Oh, I've always been like that. Or, Oh, my dad has that. So I have that, you know, it goes, it's, it runs in the family or it's, Oh, I'm getting older. You know, Oh, I've gained a bunch of weight. It's fine. I'm getting older. Everyone gains weight when they get older. Right. Like, so I think we kind of accept these common excuses that we use and we see them all the time. Like we see them throughout social media. We see them throughout the movies and TVs that we watch. And we commonly talk about this, right? Like we commonly say these types of things. So we kind of justify it and make it as an excuse. But the thing is, is like, we actually don't have to accept that as reality. And it is possible to change those things. Depending on what it is, you might not be able to put it in like full remission, but you can make it better. And a lot of the time, same thing. Like when I talk with clients and you ask specific questions, then they're like, Oh, I didn't even know that. Like people are like, Oh, I have perfect digestion. And then I'm like, okay, let's actually go through your digestion. Um, do you get bloated? Do you get gas? Like what are your bowel movements? Like, um, do you get heartburn? And we go through all of the symptoms and then they actually have a lot of them, but they're like, Oh, I've had that for years. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But that means that your digestion actually isn't that great. So sometimes people just don't know because they, they're not educated. And sometimes people choose to ignore it because they don't want to deal with it. That's such a big thing. And, and again, we've stuck in this bias. I, th- I think for me, I was literally having a conversation with somebody about this just yesterday. We were talking about the role of our environment on mm-hmm. our like behaviors and everything. Um, now, the conversation was in a slightly different context, but the principle applies here. It's like, it, we just get so fixated on this is the way this is the normal way this is what is normal yeah. and and it's really hard to break free from that at the, at the best of times um yeah i think and and i'm i'm, I'm really just curious because i'm asking you out of personal curiosity here do mm-hmm. you think that there are there's, there's any way to fix environmental challenges like that outside of just escape the environment as far as possible. Is there anything that we can do to to help our environment improve our health in that sense? In terms of like what we're exposed to and the narrative that we're exposed to, I mean, you know, get better friends. (laughs) I don't know. Like that, that would be my first thing is like surround yourself with people who are in a better place, who are healthier, right? Like what, what is that quote? Like we are the accumulation of the five people closest to us. Like that is also true for your health. hundred percent, hundred percent. If you're hanging out with people who go on hikes, they get outdoors, they are conscious of their sleep. Like you guys, they eat healthy. Like you are going to be influenced by those people. Of course you are compared to people who, you know, drink alcohol all the time and party and whatever. So, I mean, I think starting with finding better people to hang out with would be a good, a good place to start, which is not always easy, especially as you get older, it, kind of becomes harder to make friends when you become older compared to when you're a teenager and you're in school and you're kind of surrounded by people the same age. Um, 
And then also like the, the media that you're exposed to, like, yeah, even I watch a lot of Netflix and so much of it is like the wrong narrative about health. And then I'm like, why am I even watching this? Like, what am I benefiting from it? Um, so it's, yeah, it's choosing what you're exposed to. And, and I don't know, other than that, like filtering out what you're exposed to, I don't know what else we could do. I think that goes for a lot of things in life in general, to be quite honest. Yeah. Like what? Like what else? Like everything. Like when you look at the news and you look at like your mental health and like things like that. Um, and we look at like the, if we take the entertainment industry in general, like people get so kind of observed over certain things, certain ways of doing things by like uh, the the conventions that we attend, the groups of friendships we attend, like what's new, what's greatest, what's the latest kind of thing. And we get kind of like trapped into a certain way of thinking. But we have to surround ourselves with those who are of that kind of growth mindset to be able to propel us forward like that's again one of the things that we're encouraging with a lot of our students to like start chatting to those with that growth mindset those fellow entertainers that want to take their career to the next level and like this is directly applicable in magic and it's i would argue one of the problems within our community in general that people get so stuck in like those social biases and and fixed ways of doing things and and at the heart it really does kind of cause big problems and uproars and prevents kind of further developments within within the entertainment world yeah would you would you say most people in your circles have a growth mindset or no I think more so now. <laughs> more so now. <laughs> Again, we've gone back to like what you were saying. Like, I think me and Aiden are kind of like making sure that we hang around with like, like, and, and I don't mean this in like a, a mean way. I don't want this to come across in the podcast. Like we're only hanging around with certain people. Like the types of people that we enjoy hanging around are those people who are kind of growth mindset, who are working on new things and, and people who hang around and, and, and think kind of like us because at the end of the day if you're with people that don't think like you there's clashes it's weird and when you're that person that turns up with a freaking massive super super carry bag full of supplements and just weird <laughs> stuff they're like uh, if you're not with the right crowd they're like what is this yeah so yeah. It, it does help to to have friends who kind of like support that and understand that and and it's just kind of more accepting and i think acceptance is is one of those other things within like friendships and our peers and all of that which really goes a long way as well mm -hmm. yeah i mean oh go ahead yeah no i was just I think it, this all kind of seems to, to seems to stem back to that original concept that you was talking about in terms of that self-awareness and actually having the acceptance for the current self like okay right now my habits aren't great mm -hmm. accepting that fact understanding it and then making a conscious change like i think that's the i, I don't know what it is that's like the pivot that's the, the trigger behind any form yeah. of, of change yeah you know it's tough though like it's it's very easy to ignore your health right like it's so it's easier to ignore your health than it is to do something about it because like doing something about it requires work you have to educate yourself on what to do. It's probably going to require money because you might have to start buying healthier food or see, you know, a nutritionist or a different type of doctor or whatever it is. So it's much easier to ignore it. But the thing is, is like the longer you ignore it, the worse it gets. And then when you eventually deal with it, it's going to cost you way more time, way more money to fix the problem. Yeah. If anything, you're just delaying the problems to like, yeah. A little bit later it's like if you've got a crack on your house if you've got a small crack it's easy to go yeah i'll deal with that later i'll deal with that later but when it, you eventually come to dealing with it five ten years down the line 
If you've got massive subsidence, if you dealt with it in the first place, yes, it would have cost you what? A couple of extra, extra dollars, extra pounds here and there. Mm-hmm. But people don't think like that. And I, I think it's because people often follow like the path of least resistance, like what's easiest. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to ask you a very direct question about health. Mm-hmm. And that is this, which is on a lot of people's minds when whenever we talk about this in general, especially in our community, why should people care? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, it depends, depends how you look at it. So for myself, when I first got into health, which like I was a teenager and I was dealing with a lot of crappy symptoms, but a lot of those symptoms were aesthetic and were on the outside. So, and this, this is how a lot of people get into health is it's a very like surface level thing in the beginning because they start to feel like self-conscious or uh, they don't have as much confidence anymore. And that's why people start caring because they're like, oh, I have to change how I look. But like for it to be sustainable and last throughout your life, it has to be more than that because otherwise you kind of like will give up or you start making excuses and life happens as people say. Um, So I think the motivation for caring has to come from something much deeper and within. So for me, it kind of went on this journey of like, you know, aesthetic things and then I had like personal health things that happened in my family to my parents. And then when I saw what they were going through in their fifties, I was like, whoa, like I cannot deal with that in the future. And if I keep going down this certain path, it could lead to that. So I need to be in the world of preventative health and preventative care so that when I'm 50, I'm actually still going to the gym, have great mental health, have a great libido, you know, sleeping well, you know, like it's not about anti-aging. It's not, it's not about that. It's about increasing the health span. How long can I stay healthy for? How many years? 50, 70 compared to what the average, like, I don't know, like 40, maybe it's like, it's increasing that. So that's like where my motivation comes from now is like, yeah, it's, it's very deep and it, it's, it's emotional. And I think the people who are the healthiest, it's the same for them. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's like mm-hmm. your, your main focus behind health is to really expand the time that you can do to the best of your ability, the things that you enjoy most in life without having holdbacks. Of course. Yeah. I mean, well, I was just going to say, like, imagine like so many people like when they're older and their grandparents, they can't keep up with their grandkids. And, and, and I just like imagine myself in those shoes and I would be so disappointed in myself if I couldn't do that, whether it's like weight gain or heart problems or whatever the excuse is, I can't walk as much anymore in a wheelchair, whatever it is. Like I would be so frustrated and, and upset. And so what can I do today so that that doesn't become a reality? This, this all reminds me of something one of our friends, uh, Phil Smith, says, and it's that if you want to do more shows and you want to perform in more shows as, as a magician, you want to do more shows, just, just live longer and be healthier. Simple as that. Simple yeah. as that. Now, now, you said a few things there that are really mm-hmm. important because they, they kind of go against the grain of that traditional thinking that we were talking about. And, and you used the phrase health span rather than lifespan. And you spoke about preventative uh, rather than actually like 
well, I, don't, I don't know the other thing which is like us treating symptoms that we get right now and treating it at late could you could you talk a little bit about those why why those angles are more important than say treating things as they come up like that preventative side of things it's hard because preventative health and preventative medicine it's almost like it's not invisible but it kind of is right so i look at myself right now and i'm like i'm pretty healthy like i've had a bunch of tests done i like i know where i am i am and so i'm actually pretty like happy with my health right now but if I hadn't gone on this health journey for the last 12 years, like what would, where would I be today? Like, what would I, what would I look like? How would my mental health be? How would my physical health be? Like all of these things, right? But because I've been making daily decisions that are healthier, I've been making preventative decisions. And so I, I'm not dealing with these things. So it's hard because it's kind of invisible like that. Like you don't know what could be happening right now. Um, so that's something that I often think about, but at the same time, when you're healthier, you feel great. So you're kind of like, it's all good. I'm not going to worry about that. Um, but yeah, a lot of people talk about health span versus lifespan. I mean, you can live till you're 90, but like, what are you going to be doing at 90? You're going to be in old age home, like waiting for people to come visit you because you can't get out of bed. Like, this is actually the reality for a lot of people. It's like a very serious thing. So it's like, how can we yeah. Like what can we do now? And when, when I talk to people who are like in their twenties, like you kind of have this like invincible mindset, like, Oh, that's so far from now. Like I'm, I don't need to deal with that. Um, but the habits start now and the earlier, okay. The earlier, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do when I have kids one day, they're going to hate me. The earlier you become healthy, the better, like literally like today, is start today. I don't care how old you are, just get it going because it's going to make a difference. It's going to compound and make you healthier as you get older. It goes back to that model, like James Clears talks about in his book, Atomic Habits, that power of 1%, like improving 1% every day, end of a year, you're 37 times better than you were day one. It's like compound that over years. Like, I don't know, that's a significant number of improvements at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's never too late to start too. Like I had a, a client book with me this week. He's a 70 year old man. He is the oldest client I've ever had. He lives on a boat in Florida. He was a seaman for like 35 years. And he's like, I used to have a diet of whiskey and T-bone steaks every single day. He's like, now I know I need to make changes. And I'm like, kudos to you. You're 70, but you know what? You're showing up and let's do the thing. Like it's better than you not doing it or you waiting another year. So on that for just a second, um, obviously a lot of the people listening to this podcast right now are are predominantly people who travel around a lot. Their sleep is all over the place because sometimes they've got early morning shows, they've got to get up early and travel. Sometimes they've got late shows and a lot of entertainers eat very late at night before going to bed because like the gig the show finishes at like 7 8 9 10 p.m eat after and then it's like straight to bed wake up early everything's all over the place and they just can't seem to fit in the health stuff or they don't assume they can fit it in what would you suggest some of like the simple changes could be to just fully optimize oneself yeah it's really hard because i'm assuming kind of like when you play sports afterwards, you have like quite a bit of adrenaline going. After oh, yeah. A show. Yeah. And you feel good and then energized. 
And that's like definitely not how you want to feel at like 9 p.m. at night. So yeah, like do you guys go out after shows or do you like go home and go to bed? I'll be honest, I'm usually about three hours after a show, I'm still there, that adrenaline rush. And and it is really difficult when you've when you've got like a an, an evening show. And it was um one of the reasons why I decided not to do shows um for an American audience online because I would be up till like one AM starting the show by the time I'd finish and with that adrenaline rush, I wouldn't be going to sleep until like five AM and that's like killer. Um horrendous. And luckily Aidan put me off that. <laughs> Quickly. But, but yeah, like yeah, very, very quickly. It was like, <laughs> you, sir, are an idiot. Do not do this. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is really for like a, a little while after. I know um, I've I've heard of, uh, I think, is it Beyonce or something that after her show, she goes and goes to the gym and that and she finds that really helpful. But, but I'm curious, like, would you know anything to kind of deal with that yeah. adren- adrenaline rush? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can do anything to not have that happen on a hormonal level like the adrenaline and the cortisol happens so that like your body prepares and it's a good stress response so that you can show up and do what you need to do so I don't think it's possible and also you wouldn't want that to happen too like you would want the energy to really like be there for your show it's just like how can we reduce it afterwards um yeah it would be a lot like I'm just thinking like it would be, it would be pretty boring to be honest. Like it would be going home, not having any bright lights, like blue, lo- blue light blocking glasses. Like you're wearing uh, water, a lot of magnesium, maybe some adaptogens to kind of help the hormones relax um, and really just shifting into like nighttime mode. But that's not going to be easy because like those hormones are so powerful. Um And like, yeah, like that's probably what I would do is like, I would try and shift as quickly as I can into that mode and do something relaxing. So when I used to work nights, like I would come home and have like a hot bath and like really dark lighting, maybe just like candles. And that very much quickly like transitioned my body and my brain, like, oh, it's nighttime. Oh, this is like my evening routine. I'm about to go to sleep. Like, let's chill. And then I would read for half an hour, however long it was until I would fall asleep. And then, yeah. I like that you've mentioned routines there, right? Trying to reconstitute a routine, even if it is wildly out of situation, just to follow and drop in. And uh, one of the things that we we start uh, started actually sharing, and, and it's some of the decisions that, again, we've had to make. Again, we've made health a priority at this point, which is why like, yeah. we don't take shows that are stupid hours they're going to ruin our our health and they're going to really damage it um other things like we've suggested are like it's not ideal for everybody but a lot of entertainers they go they travel miles and miles across the country specifically in the uk here to go and do an evening of performing whatsoever and then have to drive for hours home to then like go to bed like one of the things we're suggesting now is to like just just book a nearby hotel yeah just more get a hotel easy yeah, totally. Get a hotel. Yeah. And then get a um, wake up early and do the drive in the morning, get the natural sunlight in the morning. So you're kind of helping your circadian rhythm get back to normal. Um, and then also like looking at the frequency of those shows, like how many nights are you doing them? Like, does it have to be multiple nights in a row? Or can you give yourself adequate, adequate sleep to kind of make up for that? So it's not totally like aggressive on your body. 
I think this is the big problem when you look at uh, entertainers who go on tour and they go and do tour shows and it's night after night uh, and sometimes even two shows, sometimes even three shows or more in one day, like back to back. And and I'll be honest, it's one of the things that me and Ashley, are, are, we're working on going on a tour, hopefully in a few years, well, when uh, the world is relatively normal. Um, but we're, we're planning to actually go and do a tour. But our, our aim is not to just tour a show. Our aim is to go on tour and come back healthier than when we left. Right now, mm-hmm. no idea how on earth we're going to do that with the late nights to travel yeah. X, Y, Z. But it's a fun challenge nonetheless. It's gamifying it. I think like the big people in terms of like celebrities, when they do that type of thing, they like have people come with them on tour, right? Like a full nutritionist, a full doctor, whatever it is, so that they have somebody there throughout the whole day to kind of tell them what to do. But that is not the reality for most people. So it's very difficult to kind of figure out how do I, how do I show up and, and give the best show possible, but also how does it not ruin my health? But it's a lot of, a lot of people deal with this in general, and it it doesn't have to just be working at night. It can be working during the day too. It's like, how do I be as productive as I can be without working 12 hour days, without waking up at four and working till 9 PM and whatever the hours are. It's like we kind of just drive ourselves into the ground and it totally has an impact on our health. It's not sustainable. It's really not. And, and we've yeah. been there. With, I, think, I think most people have been there and, and done it and tried it and struggled their yeah. way through and realized that yeah. there must be another way. There has to be another way. Like I'm, yeah. I'm all respecting the people like Gary Vaynerchuk out there talking hustle, hustle, hustle in the passion. But um, at the same time, when people like – uh, Gary or, or Elon Musk promote that they're doing like 100 plus hour work weeks, weeks. It's like that is not a behavior I want to model, even though I respect their outcomes. It's like, again, it goes back to that concept of surrounding yourself with the right people and actually looking up and, and studying from the right people and finding a better yeah. way, a, a, a more balanced, safer way based on where we are. I mean, hustle, hustle culture in general is pretty toxic right? Like it basically says, keep working and keep going until you hit whatever goal that you've set for yourself. And then once you hit that, set another goal and keep going until you hit that and do everything that you can possible every single day. And it's like, it just, that's not what humans are designed to do. We're designed to have healthy relationships and have fun and go outside and like have balance. And you can become a very successful entrepreneur, whatever your job is and have that balance and, and be healthy. And with Gary, like, I would love to see his blood work. Like, I want to see how healthy he is. Cause like, I don't know, he doesn't look very healthy. So yeah, I, I don't know. That's it. We'll start a new hashtag trending. <laughs> hashtag Gary V's blood results. That's, that's it. Yes. I mean, that might be taken slightly weird. Drain the man. <laughs> that's what we get. Tr- that's what we get trending on the old Twitter. But yeah, no, I think this is. Um, and I think again, just to, just to bring this back to like entertainment in general, like this is a, a, a real huge problem, uh, and people really do put their their health at kind of risk and 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 they put it aside because they feel like they're doing well and they feel like they're successful in their own careers because a lot of entertainers a lot of magicians specifically they get into this at a young age and they always think what do i need to do to make it my full-time job what do i need to do and half of them don't really know proper business or anything like that and they're just kind of learning from other people and they think because they're busy because they're earning some money it's 
fairly sustainable. They're getting as much as their regular job. They're putting in a few more hours. It's all right. But in reality, it's not for everything that you've just mentioned. And and it, it's hard for, I, I see it so many times. Like I, I, I speak to, like, because this is our company, we, we speak to entertainers that are doing like five, six, seven, 20 shows a week. And we say, hey, there's a problem here. And they go, no, no, there's not. I'm doing really well. I'm earning lots of money. I'm like, no, that's not the issue. How are you feeling? Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm really like perplexed and, and, and at a point where I don't know. Like, and this comes back to the self-awareness. Like, I don't know what we can do as a community to help those people and, and what we can do on our own kind of individual basis to really accept that, hey, maybe the lifestyle that I'm living is not about money and I'm not actually successful. Yes, I've got money and I'm doing shows and I'm doing what I wanted when I'm a kid, but that's not what success is. Like I'm overworking myself and that's going to have knock on effects. Like how do we, how do we get out of this kind of mindset? Yeah. I mean, these are like massive societal problems, right? Like this is not just like your profession that deals with this. This is what everyone deals with is, is that constant pressure to perform and be successful and earn a certain amount of money and, and chase the dollars and, and the American dream, whatever that type of thing. Like you can't, it's hard, like through media and through social media and friends and family, like we hear that narrative again, all of the time. Um, and I like, I think changing the way you see it and changing the way you think has to come from within. You have to value something else, right? Like, and, and there's so many people who are extremely successful and extremely wealthy who have said in interviews, like, it's not what you think it is. Once you get here, it's actually not that great. More money, more problems, right? Like there, that narrative exists as well. And people tell us that, but we don't believe it. We don't believe them. We chase the fame. We chase all of it. Right. So it's kind of like, how can we find success in ourselves and how can we value ourselves regardless of our bank account or our follower account or whatever it is that we're chasing? And again, like there's no easy solution for that and it must come from within. And I think, I think you kind of learn it over time. I feel like it's a very like wisdom wise thing that comes with age. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I think I think I think what you've said there is like the only approach that we're we're like. It's like you've got to. Uh, it's all well and good for us to be like, hey, you 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 shouldn't do this. It's like you should do this instead. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like that. We go from one extreme to the other. It's like a a hustle mentality yeah. to take that example. All in hustle mentality versus oh yeah, you don't want that. This is a new age of stuff, and it's like people then just prescribe to whatever whatever's most common yeah. in their environment again and it's it's annoying have you have you read transcend by scott barry kaufman no i haven't i would highly recommend i'll, I'll send you a copy or something like it's a really okay. great book um it's transcend the new science of self-actualization and he basically has done a, a, an incredible work on maslow's hierarchy of needs um mm. we which we're familiar as a pyramid which fun fact was never a pyramid he never drew it as a pyramid in any of his works uh, but he's basically uh wow. reworked it and it's put it out as a as a sailboat and it's a really really fantastic book for anybody actually looking to become more self-aware and actually work out cool. what what they what they need really really good book actually uh, it just Amazing. resonated 
Awesome. I I always need new books, so I'll check it out. Fantastic. Well, I've got to ask the question because, Mm -hmm. uh, like, it's all well and good talking to a biohacker, but like, what what are some of your favorite biohacks that you've learned, implemented? uh, Some of the strangest, like, what what is the the weirdest biohack? Okay, these are two separate questions. These are favorite versus. Favorite versus weirdest. My weirdest is not my favorite. That is for sure. Um, <laughs> totally <laughs> not judging. Say. Yeah. <laughs> um, weirdest. I don't know. See, when you go down the rabbit hole, things no longer seem weird to me. But to the average person, they would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? All of these people online do this in the biohacking community. Like what? This is not a big deal. So like the first thing that pops to mind, and this might not be the weirdest thing I've done, but I should probably think about that more. Um, So I've done like enemas and like coffee enemas. And that has been a very interesting experience. But the average person, if you tell them like, hey, actually put like organic coffee up your butt, it's going to help with uh, liver detoxification. They'd be like, "Um, get away from me, you creep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so... So that's probably like pretty weird, but has benefits. Um, But my favorite biohack, I think of all would be, I don't know if it's a biohack. I think everything's kind of a biohack now, but I really, really love uh, to sauna. And I actually just moved into a new place and we're going to get an infrared sauna for this place. And there's just something about it that makes me feel so good like mentally, not even physically, like the physical sweat is awesome. Like if you go in for an hour, 45 minutes, whatever, and you come out and you're sweaty and you shower, it feels great. But there's like some sort of mental aspect to it that I'm just able to really work through things that have been stuck in my mind on replay all week. And I just like sit there and I actually give my, myself like the time and space to like make decisions. Cause there's no phone. There's no one can reach me. I'm just like unreachable without being off grid in the middle of nowhere. And it's like this little escape. And so yes, like that's probably my favorite. It makes me feel the best easily. And is that something like the, the whole slowing down and actually making des- like the decision time in the, in the sauna, if you like, is, is that something that you mm-hmm. like consider it like as a meditation that you do, or is that just literally just stop and and think, well, I mean, at the end of the day, what is meditation in and of itself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably pretty meditative. Um, It's definitely just mindfulness in general. Um, And part of me is probably like gives myself space to do that while I'm in the sauna, because then the productivity part of me is like, oh, you're still doing something and you're in the sauna and you're sweating. So it's okay for you to take time to actually figure this out, which is like a whole issue in itself. Like I should be able to take space without sitting in a sauna to think through things. Right. But that again, goes back to hustle culture where I constantly feel like I need to be doing something. So it's okay for me to sit back and like, think about life for 45 minutes because I'm sweating. So it's justified, right. Compared to just like sitting on the couch or sitting on the grass and doing that. I don't know. These are just my thoughts right now that I'm thinking and I don't have a solution for, but yeah. 
No, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's a, it's a bigger problem. Like I struggle, like people mm-hmm. that, that know me well know that the one thing I'm really profoundly bad at is being able to give myself permission to switch off. Like, like really yeah. just letting yeah. go because I yeah. can, not because of X, Y, Z, not, not because it's a great mm-hmm. opportunity to, to journal or do something. Cause then at the same time, I'm just filling, <laughs> filling yeah. the time, but just creating the time. It's uh, something I'm not very good at. And I don't know yeah. the point that I was well, making there, but. There I go. feel like you have to ask yourself, like, why do you feel like you can't do that? Mm. Like, do you, do you get anxious if you give yourself too much time by yourself? I, a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit. It's uh, I say a little bit, it's a little bit, but up really, really closer. It looks quite big. It's, it's yes, definitely. Um, yeah. I think a lot of it as well comes to that, like that whole mentality, that default mindset of like, well, I, c- I could be doing something like, yes, I know it's important to take mm. time and pause and all that stuff, but I could take the time and pause later on and, and I could do something now. Mm. It's like that it just, yeah, use of time is not productive, even though if you, if you was to look at like my calendar or a to-do list or anything, it's, it's, it's full every day, constantly. Yeah, of course. But just not productive in that sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's some thoughts or things that you don't want to deal with and you don't want to sit in quiet and like actually think them through. That's like me too. I'm definitely like that sometimes. And you just like run from things, what, whatever it is, it could be like so many different things. Cause it's so much easier to like do something than actually deal with your crap. Right. Same with your health. Like it's so much easier to just ignore it. Yep. Well, again, that's kind of relevant in everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of relevant in like the entertainment business, in like the corporate mm-hmm. world, in jobs, in your personal mm-hmm. life, within your health. Like it, it's easier to just run away and ignore rather than deal with the problems. And it goes back to the analogy of, mm-hmm. hey, there's a small crack in the wall. Should I fix it? Ah, it'll be fine. Yeah. We just ignore that. And then it becomes a bigger problem. And yeah, I think if there's one thing that like people should take from today's podcast episode, is that they need to start like from the, my, my biggest takeaway is that, like, I need to start taking more time for myself and start focusing on what matters for me, like health aside, like what actually personally matters for me. And then that'll give me the drive to then say, okay, I should really focus on my health here because this is a priority within my life. I think it's very easy to get like swept up in the day-to-day tasks and like mundane things, but like zooming out and actually like looking at your life and your health, like, are you actually where you want to be right now? Like actually though, like aside from what everyone else wants for you, whether it's family or friends or partners, like, are you actually proud and happy of where you stand today? And I'm not sure a lot of people would say yes. And if the answer is no, then like, what can we do right now today to like, even have one small step towards the person that you actually want to be? Yeah. Well, it's like the Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 40 years ago. And the second best time is now. And I think it's I just taking action. Yeah. I did nick that. I'm going to be honest. That is Aiden's <laughs> favorite quote. And I went, I'm going to say it before he says it here. <laughs> <laughs> worst bit is I was queuing up to say it as well I was like ready I was ready and then he stole it from me so it's, oh joys the entertainment world is fun at the best of times well <laughs> with that said like 
I, I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much, Brittany, for coming onto the show and talking about. I mean, I mean, so much. We've gone on a lot of different tangents, and I think every tangent and every direction that we took was easily a rabbit hole in and of itself. And mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. again, you're more than welcome to return for more conversations at, at any given point. But with, with that said. If there is a core message, a core thing that that you wish to share, I mean, we've got listeners in over a hundred countries at this point listening and and tuning mm. into the show. What would you suggest, and what would you share with them? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, you guys are very easy to talk to. Um, I would say, yeah, it's exactly what we've been talking about. Of like, start today, right? Like, don't don't wait until it's too late and 20 years from now and you regret it, like be proactive with your health. My goodness, just do it. (laughs) I love that. So important. So important. And more importantly, where can people find you? Again, I highly recommend to everybody listening, go and and follow and support everything that Brittany's doing. Again, some really great content everywhere, but where is everywhere? Where can people find you? Yeah. So my website is biohackingbrittany.com if you want to work together or anything like that. And that is my social handle as well. I'm most active on Instagram, which is biohacking Brittany. Fantastic. And we'll make sure that all of these details are whacked in the show notes, because apparently you have to say that as a podcaster now, but you know, (laughs) so scroll down, give a click, head over to the website and the old Insta and say, we sent you easy peasy jobs are good. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. all of your gold, all of your light on the subject of health. Aww. And thank you for coming on the TSM podcast. You take care. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there. Or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.